Blue Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Narpig. Champagne, because Operation Blue is live. Wow. <laughs> Listen to that new intro. Wow. You like that, huh? I did. So that is the uh, official the official theme of Operation Blue. By Operation the Lord, Blue theme. Yeah, by the Lord of Synth, my brother, Derek Bales. It's called the Mortal Inquiry. So, Mortal Inquiry. Or Mortal Inquiry, whichever, In- however you pronounce it. I don't know. Um, yeah, but it's pretty sweet, dude. That was awesome. This is the blue tiger revenge podcast. I am your comic book pro, your milkman, Tad Galusha. And with me just dropping the beats, bringing, bringing the heat fresh from his crazy vacation down in the land of the mouse. The king of beards, big Brian Bales. What's happening? It's Halloween. That's what's happening. I know. I know. We got our Halloween Halloween episode, Operation Blue. Let's just, uh, you know, things are popping right now for uh, for the for popping the revenge. and locking. Yeah, yeah. So we're already talking in Operation Blue, so we'll just we'll just get into that. Let's do it. Uh, the first page drop. Yes. Dropped very late because I was hammered this week and not with booze with work <laughs> but we got it we got it across the finish line it's out it's there seems like people are enjoying it yeah i think they're going to only enjoy it more as it uh, progresses i agree how did you feel about it when you woke up oh saturday morning was... and we're like let's see what it is let's see how it looks that was uh that was the first thing that i saw when i woke up in the morning i pulled i pulled out my phone i was like all right is it up Yes. And uh, it's awesome, man. Um, I'm sure that, you know, this isn't anything new for you. It's 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 old hat for you now. But for me, having uh, having something that you yeah, that you help make, you know, come live is uh, is a really cool thing. Yeah, it's just this is kind of a first for you. Uh, I mean, I say that, but you've been making like you think about it though. You've been creating content through podcasts for like what five, six years now, longer than that even. Yeah, I mean, but uh, this is different though, you know. And I've I've done my my little short films and stuff too, but uh, you know, yeah, but that was like not not to knock it, but that was like in a like a student setting, school setting, right? Yeah, this is like. I mean, because really, like that—that was kind of the catalyst. If you think about it, yeah, you came out, you finished the program. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. You got accepted into a master's program for film. Yep. But you're you're an adult, 
uh, and going to a master's program where it's like, hey, we need you eight hours a day here studying film isn't exactly like ideal at the moment because you know wife kids mortgage also also uh it's you know like seventy thousand dollars you know (laughs) yeah yeah like that's a lot of money you know that's a huge investment and it was cool that you got accepted into the program but you're kind of like it's just not doable right and then that's when we kind of got the idea of like well we've been looking to do something extra with the podcast anyway so why don't we try and do a web comic that's fairly feasible mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. uh yes it's not film but it's very similar in the sense that like I'm you know when writing. you're writing i'm still writing i'm still yeah I, I i i tackle it you know when i when i write it i you know when we write it i i, try yeah, I was gonna t- say come on now man. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying just from my from my personal perspective yeah, I like i try and tackle it as though i was writing a screenplay right if that makes yeah. sense. And then like the, the difference I would say between a screenplay and like um, a comic script is you have to write also a lot of the the mannerisms. Like yeah. I work from screenplays a lot of times, right? And it just really kind of gives you a vague description on what's on the page mm-hmm. what's or what's in the scene mm-hmm. and then the dialogue. Um, but a lot of times it doesn't tackle like, what does the room look like? What is how how right. is everything staged out? What is the even like cinematography? What is the camera angle? And those are all fa- factors that you know you, we had to work into the script. Yeah, which was a good it was a good uh, really good learning experience I would say for me. Yeah, yeah, because you because when I remember like you bought a bunch of books and you started like reading mm-hmm. and kind of studying like oh I'm going to prepare for this, and it was interesting because I had never actually read any of those books, you know. Uh, yeah. And I mean, so, I, I've skimmed them. I, I can't say that I've like read them, you know, front to back, but I've. Sure. You know. Sure. But, you know, like one of the things I remember it was interesting is that like even those books didn't quite necessarily prepare you for. No. All of the little things, especially like the big thing was pacing. Yeah. And I think that's that's where you can tell like a new writer from someone who's been doing it for a while, at least in comics, sure. is that like the pacing is like the most important thing. And uh, there's a tendency in film where it's like you can kind of cram a lot of information into a tiny scene where with comics it's really difficult to do mm-hmm. that. You have to be super selective. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and you know, when I'm reading when I'm reading comics, you know, as a as a consumer, all of the super wordy pages you know, whereas if just in a film, it would be two people talking, but the super wordy right. pages that get in the way of everything, um, those are the most difficult ones to read, right? It's, but they're n- crucial, though. They they're still are. Crucial. They're crucial. Yeah. So, you know, I had to try to, like, you know, cut out what I could to, yeah. to still keep it, you know, what we're going for is a, you know, fairly fast paced uh, yeah, it's, action. it's light. Yeah, keep it light and not dialogue heavy. So having to cut out and you know decide what to cut, what to keep was uh, was a challenge. It's one of those weird things where you're like, it seems like you look back like the '80s is a prime example, right? Like mm-hmm. movies like The Thing and stuff. There's a lot going on, but it's almost like those details are inferred, meaning they don't quite get into them. They just tell you enough of like the science, right? That we're now uh, you know that but they don't actually try and explain it they just tell you enough where it like leaves it like oh 
what's going on? But then they never address it, which I always think that that's like one of the better forms of storytelling where like in movies now, they try and get into the science and make it sound like legit. And then the more they get into it, you're like, oh my God, like they obviously didn't hire a biologist or right. bring someone in to refer <laughs> right. to because that doesn't make any sense, right. any sense, you know? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or when they're doing like action or, um, Okay. Let me let me get on a soapbox here real quick to talk about a movie. Not to not oh, to God. not to hey, divert. Before you get on your soapbox, yeah. I will just say my brother-in-law used to be he used um he's like a sci- like a legit scientist. Like yeah. he used to do stem cell stuff for like when he was I think finishing up his doctorate or something. He was doing stem cell research and uh, he used to say when we watch movies he'd be like, "Oh, instant science." instant science he's like it doesn't happen what happens in five minutes in a lab in a movie takes like five years to actually happen (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and i would say the 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 same goes for like tactical training you know or Mm. um or or things like that in movies like for example um samurai where tom cruise rolls in and masters the art of samurai and like a winter where all these guys have been doing it since they could walk right and he's all of a sudden just as good as them yeah yeah sure it's like okay sure yeah i like that movie but okay well beautifully filmed movie it's engaging but when you start thinking about it it falls apart very fast sure yeah anyways oh no so i've been uh you know, I don't. I don't necessarily watch horror movies. They're not necessarily. They're not really my thing. But right. uh, but I did watch. Um, what was it? The 2018 Halloween movie. Okay, you know we do have to do our Halloween picks of the of you know our October film picks of the the year. Well, this isn't. This is not one of them. Okay. <laughs> because. <Perfect. laughs> I know it's like a it's a trope, right? People in in horror movies make bad decisions. Right. right, but here's white the people. White people. White people. They see. Correct. Oh wow! Look, look at that crazy thing in the barn. What is it? I don't know. Let's go in. Yeah, let's go check it out. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, for example, you've got uh, the Jamie Lee Curtis character, uh, what Laurie Strode, who has been training her whole life ever since that night forty years ago to kill. This this is the new Halloween you're talking. Not the not Halloween Kills. I'm talking about the 2018 Halloween. Right. Okay. Okay. But but she's been waiting forty years, training forty years, has an entire like bunker complex, security, tons of guns, and you see one scene where she's loading up a tactical shotgun, pistol grip, uh perfect for like clearing a house, right? Right. When there's an intruder in your house. So when Michael Myers gets into the house, what does she grab? Does she grab the tactical shotgun? Let me guess. Pistol. A pistol would have been better than what she grabbed. She grabbed a lever action long rifle. What? And I'm not a gun guy by any means, but I like, <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, I got one shot off one second while I reload. Kink, kink, kink. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, and I'm just like, what? It's like a 30-30, you know, and which is a fine gun, but when you're clearing a house and you have like a shotgun right there, which is perfect for a home. We'll punch a hole right through the middle of a you man. You know she's got that thing loaded with slugs, too. That ain't no bird shot. You know, those right. are slugs. That's going to fuck your day up. Um, yeah. But she doesn't even grab it. She grabs the lever action rifle, 
because plot. Maybe she's maybe she's doing her tactical training on YouTube. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Like, as soon as that happened, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. That just pulled me completely out of the movie, and like, that you could have at least made a scene where like she goes for the shotgun, but like it jams, and so she has to grab the rifle. Or grabs the yeah. shotgun and realizes that there's no ammo in it and doesn't have time to load it or something sure. that would have made it just a little bit more um, believable. But you're you're gonna sit here and tell me that you've got like a hidden underground bunker, all of these booby traps. Yeah. But you grab a fucking lever action long rifle. Like no, okay. I have I have an admission. Hmm. I never got into the Halloween movies. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, is Michael Myers? Mike Myers is just a guy, right? I don't know. They like insinuate that he's more than that, but they don't actually ever. At least I, I've only seen like the first one many, many, many years ago, and then this new one, newer one, where yeah. you know he does get shot in the face and burned alive and all this stuff, and he keeps coming. Um, I don't, I don't understand it, but because like the Jason movies, like he had, you know, he was. He had some other shit going on there, you sure. know, which was understandable. But yeah, I could never get into Mike Myers. I was like, wait, let me guess. So it's just a guy, a weird dude killing people with a knife. Like it just same with like He's Scream. Like Kane never from got WWF. That's that's who I always yeah. pictured as as Michael Myers. <laughs> but probably not as imposing as Kane. Like if Kane in real life was coming after you, you'd probably be like, oh shit, he's dressed weird, kind of goofy, but he's gonna kill me because yeah. he's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. that uh, that really bothered me. It's understandable. I was complaining about it for days. For days. Oh, Your lucky family. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we don't have any of those moments in Operation Blue. I, I like to think I don't, I don't think we that do. we stuck pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of, you know, you know how I am. I'm. I'm very meticulous about stuff. So any areas that I felt were weak, I had us rewrite until yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. they were strong. We did do that. Whether a it was times. good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean I like that though, because you gotta make you have to make it make sense. And you know, that's something that you always harp on. Make it makes it has to make sense for the rules of the world that you have created. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. I always it's like my dad said, if you're going to actually do something, do it 100%. Yeah. If you know that there's something that's like lacking or there's a weak spot like, and you have the time to fix it, why wouldn't you? Right. I mean, it's not going to be perfect. There's going to be mistakes. I'm sure there's going to be stuff that people read and be like, could beef this up, guys. Sure. You really dropped the ball. Tad, you broke your rule, you dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, 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 just, I hope people just have fun. It's one of those where it's like, I don't... As comics are so serious right now, they either like super goofy and playful and almost like all ages, or they go into this super heavy, um, like I won't even say the title, but there was like a, a big image book that I was really excited for. And um, man, for having like monsters and stuff in it, I just was. I know which like one I you're was, talking about, I think. Yeah, people really, it's doing really well. And it's yeah. got a, a bunch of really big names attached. I just, it was so slow for me. And if you're going to have monsters in there, I need some action. I don't need just like every individual issue is like a dossier talking about this and that. And 
right you know just characters talking like i need to see i, I feel like that's something you put in the, the back book. of the book right you put the dossier in the back of the book as like a bonus read right which, which was what we're doing like with what we're uh, doing operation, with operation right. Blue. exactly yeah i mean i don't know it's one of those things like i know the 80s is like a trope but at the same time like you really think the movies from like the late nineties, early two thousands are going to be revered like the ones from the eighties? No. no, we're already thirty years removed, and those movies are still like considered classics. And it's they're classics for a reason because they're like they they had certain limitations visually, right? They yeah. they had very limited. They had only so much money to to pull off the creature and only so much time, right? So they had to be sparing with it, mm-hmm. and so they made it work. And uh, the rest of it was just like good storytelling, good suspenseful storytelling. Right. And so, like, I don't know. I always find myself like, I, I want to try and capture that. Like, we can show the monster. That's fine. But, yeah. like, let's try and do some good storytelling where it's like, I don't know. I, I can't get, I, I can't I, watch any good monster movies these days because there are none. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we, we, uh, we, we ride that middle, right? Of, uh, you know, just goofy fun and then like super seriousness. I think we're like r- r- right in that middle area where there's going to be elements of both yeah yeah i mean I, I mean i would say i mean if we can capture some of that like liquid energy that that like the first predator was running off of i would be very happy with yeah absolutely does that make sense yeah because it was like over the top but it worked you know what i mean mm-hmm. or like it didn't come off as goofy it's goofy by its like if you watch individual scenes you're like jesus that's so over the top yeah now but i mean you watch, now now you watch it and it is but back then i mean that was i'd still it's still sellable for me though yeah you know like even though schwarzenegger looks ridiculous he still pulls it off you know what i mean like he's like he's flexing while holding his gun and you're like well why is he holding his gun like that i don't know but it looks fucking awesome exactly it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. why he's holding it like that what matters is how cool it looks yeah yep. yeah exactly yep or um, i would probably i bet some of the other predators are probably actually more accurate in like terms of like military tech type stuff but sure. it just doesn't work it just comes off as goofy or, or like lame cuz it's like really we're going from Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura to Adrian Brody. Okay. Yeah. They tried to do that in uh in like what was it? The 2014 Godzilla movie. They tried to make it like cuz uh what was it? Aaron Taylor Johnson was like a Navy SEAL oh, and they tried yeah. to go like he, he wasn't even that. I think he was just a Marine. Oh, okay. He he was just a Marine and then he was just like I can do it, sir. And he's like airborne specialist. Yeah. He's like doing all this stuff. He goes in with this I think a SEAL platoon. You're like, "No." No, he I remember watching that with a couple of my uh, veteran buddies, and like we just we couldn't take it seriously. We were just laughing like the whole time when when he was trying to be like super serious. I just couldn't like it would have yeah. been better if it was like you know shirtless Stallone freaking skydiving in. You know, yeah. <laughs> it'd be more believable. You're like it's John Rambo. He's done everything. Yeah, bring him in. Let, let him go after Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh fuck! I would I would go see that movie Godzilla versus Rambo. Let's do it. I mean, I don't know what Rambo's gonna do, but it would be epic. I don't know either. I don't care. <laughs> Just a lot of shots of him running shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> Shit blowing up. Godzilla's just walking. Yeah. You know? Just yeah. nothing. Does nothing. Yeah. He's just standing there and shit's blown up. It'd be great. I'd watch it. Yeah, but but I think people are good. I would say we've got we've got some serious. 
I think we're we're doing pulling off some serious fun stuff. Yeah, some serious fun I st- I can't wait for uh, for all of you to continue uh, continue on the journey of That's Operation right. Blue with us because if you like it, if it's well received, um, there is a potential for more. Um, yeah, but we'll yeah. you know we'll have to see. You know, a lot yeah. of that depends I gotta, on I you. I got to talk to the higher ups over at Narpig and see what they say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, really, the, the 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 future of Operation Blue is in the hands of the Tiger Cubs. Yeah, it really is. If I'm being, uh, I think if if I'm if I'm really in my heart of hearts, it's really like if if people like it, then we'll. I think it'll, it'll, there's more than enough room to continue doing yep. it. You know what I mean? I mean, we've got ideas. You know, we've got ideas. Yeah. We've got some uh, um, some working plans, but it's 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 in your hands, Cubs. So if you like it, right. uh, subscribe. You know, subscribe. it's fr- and it, are we we're keeping the comic free? Comic right? will be free always. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, we were originally going to put it behind a paywall, but we decided no, let's just keep it free, mm-hmm. and then that way. Uh, you know, people will have some pace. We'll have some paywall stuff, but it's all going to be like behind the scenes. Yeah, um, a few extra bonus podcasts, and yep. then you're, you're basically just, getting a freebie of that right now as we're talking about kind of behind the scenes of the book. So, yeah, if you like yeah. this, there'll there'll be more of that to come in the future um, for subscribers. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it'll um, can, it'll be fun. Can we? Uh, I know we have something coming up in. Uh, December now, right? Can we uh, can can we throw that out there yet, or not quite? Let's give it another week. Okay, we'll I got I got to I got to work some stuff out. Well, yeah, we can talk about. It. Okay, we we can just talk about it. So there's potential that your boys, your boys, not necessarily as Blue Tiger, but we will be at Rose or Emerald City Comic Con. Um, I've been given uh, an invitation by one of my publishers, and which would facilitate Blue Tiger to uh, have a have a booth yeah. and hang out. Yeah. So uh, we will see. We will see. We'll let you know uh, when it's hundred percent positive. We'll we'll tell you where and what booth and where to find us, everything like that. But uh, hopefully, everything works out and we can uh, we can be there. Yeah, yeah. All signs point to it happening at the moment. Yep. I uh, person. The only reason, only reason why I say like we can't say is just uh, I've had a few things happen on the personal front. Yeah. So I got to see how those kind of yeah. kind of happen in the next couple of days. Sure. Again, got to uh, talk to the higher ups at Narpig. Got to talk. Yeah, got to clear it with Narpig. Yeah. Make sure they're all yeah. ready to go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and if we do go, I think I think we'll have enough material to actually do a um, little ash can, an ash can like a rough zine. It might be just black and white stuff, but mm-hmm. um, it'd still be just something where like you know people can get a cool little blue tiger book. Yeah, and it'll be the only want. place you could get it. Yeah, it'll so. be it just be a one time ECC is it ECCC uh 2021. Yep. yep. Yeah, 2021 release. That's it. That's it. We say that but we'll probably have a few left over, I would imagine. Well, they got to come. You got to come to Emerald City though. If we're there and you want it, you got to come. All over it. <laughs> I'm uh <laughs> 
um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Big Red's going to like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he will. Also, I saw your Halloween costume, man. And uh, It's just for Big Red? Yeah. I got to say, a little disappointed. What? <laughs> I was impressed. I'm You're a little disappointed, disappointed man. Uh, you you probably come? you probably brought your your like C plus B minus game, and uh, I just expect an A game from you every wow. time. Shots fired across the board. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my no me digas! That's intense, man. That's how I roll. Wow, you roll. weren't digging it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I just That's I you know. What we do here. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw do. him out. I'm gonna call him out and uh, see if he, see if he has the, the stones, the cojones to respond. Wow. Yeah. Because wow. I don't think he does. In the in the words of Brian Bales himself, there it is. There it is. That's right. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Operation Blue is uh, is a go. Every, uh, new page will be showing up. Every Friday. Every Friday, man. Every Friday. So please subscribe, share, or don't. But it's and, free. And for, so. na- for now, it's on It's on our Substack, bluetagrevenge.substack.com. I know uh, at some point it'll transition over to Webtoons as well. Yeah, it won't transition. We'll, or it'll we'll just post simultaneously. Yeah, we'll reformat it mm-hmm. so that it posts. it's posting over at Webtoons. It might be a little bit behind that way. Just because formatting the pages will take a little extra on my sure. end, but uh, yeah, I'm like I, you know, my my work is done. On <laughs> chapter no, so you got to you got to do all the video stuff for it, man. True, that's true. true. You got to put those videos together for the uh, for the Substack for the yeah. for that paywall. That's true. That's true. I do got to do that. That's right. He thought he was done, folks. He's never. <laughs> it's not. I'm, I'm saying. Done. I'm saying with the comic production piece, I'm done. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yep, yep. It's all uh, it's all on me now. It's the all on the milkman. That's right. I gotta deliver. Deliveries <laughs> the need to be made. Milkman's gotta deliver. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, okay. So yeah, Blue Operation Blue. We'll be probably talking about it for months to come. But if you have any uh, questions, concerns, inquiries, hit us up. Let us know. Yeah, that's uh, Blue Tiger Revenge at Substack dot com. That's our that's our email. So send That's it right. our way. Yeah. And if I disagree with everything, anything you say about it, I'll probably let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I think it looks like crap, Tad. You can't draw to save your life. Well, that's fine. What do you do for a living? And then it turns out it's like some crazy awesome artist. And I'll be like, fine. I'll just, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> we start getting hate mail from Adam Hughes over here. Yeah, yeah, exactly, I, exactly. And if we did, I'd be like, "Sweet, Adam Hayes, Adam Hughes reads this. Awesome." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For him to hate, he'd have to read it. That's so. right. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's been that's been happening. A lot of stuff has been been cracking and a popping while you uh, while we've been busy. First yeah. off, you went to Disneyland I and did. you checked out. Yes, you went for your kid, but let's be honest, you went. I did for blue for blue tiger revenge to do some reconnaissance work on a lot of the new exhibits that are going on there. A lot of the Marvel, a lot of the DC shit. Well, so no I got to there's no DC there, but oh, Star Wars, Star Wars, yeah, yeah. 
So it, it was awesome, man. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. I, uh, I ended up buying a really nice uh, dark saber from uh, from Mandalorian. Okay, now I gotta know. Yeah, went to something like that. What kind of what kind of money you got to drop for something like that? Uh, it was uh, after with tax and everything. It was like two twenty <laughs> for a toy sword. Listen, listen here, okay? <laughs> the hilt is like really heavy duty metal. Um, okay. It's really, really nice. The blade um, is detachable. Uh, it's got a stand that you can display it on. It's oh. it's really cool. It's a really nice collector piece. So my next question will be then: Will will the Prince of Beards be inheriting that when you pass away, or? Will you be buried with it? <laughs> well, I'm going to be cremated, but I'll probably have burn okay. it with me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you'll it'll be it'll your your funeral pyre. Yeah. It'll you'll be holding it like some type of like it'll be like a Viking, Viking sword. Warrior. Yeah. 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 I'll be holding the dark saber with it on. It'll turn it on. I'll have to have the oh, queen. Wow. I'll have to have the queen turn it on, and then yeah. and then light the fire. Yeah. Light the fire. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. But that was a lot of fun. You know what sucked though? Uh, I've been talking about forever how I wanted to get a cap shield. Yeah, they were fucking sold out of them. What? Disneyland, the land of Disney. Marvel, sold out yeah. of Captain America shields. I mean, I'm glad that Cap is finally getting the respect he's deserved for the last like 70 years sure. from fandom. But that's crazy. Who would have thought, right? Yeah, yeah. It was. I. I'll be honest, man. Um, the. I was dis. I thought there would be more uh, stuff for like adult collectors. No. And they they had a few things. Like they actually had some in the Marvel shop. They had some like nice uh, sideshow statues in there. Oh, really? Um, That's cool. But for the most part, it was all geared towards you know little kids. And that were they selling comics at least? They did have comics in in uh, uh, in the Marvel and the Star Wars shops. They had they had both Marvel and Star Wars comics. Yeah. Did they do the whole like, hey, look at this Disney legend Jack Kirby? I did not see that. No, no, thankfully. I saw some th- some commercial where they're like Disney legend Jack Kirby, and I just rolled my yeah. eyes. Like, okay, you guys, sure. You guys purchased it long after the man passed away. Yeah, he's <laughs> not. He has nothing to do with you guys. But all right, cool. Yeah. Whatever you say. And his family sued you. Oh, did they? Yeah. Uh, Maybe like not- six, seven years ago over royalties. Holy shit, really? I did not yeah. know that. It, it, it was, uh, they settled out of court, so you didn't really hear about, hear it. about it. Like, yeah, you know, a so lot of the went- ongoing stuff that's going on uh, with them right now with paying creators and stuff. Um, so it kind of got swept under, but yeah. God, I wonder if other creators are getting, sw- you know, get having to do the same thing well, well you've got the you know um the ditko state who's trying to get the rights back to spider-man before uh in like the next couple of years um, okay good luck with that yeah good luck i i'm pulling for them like i hope they get it and just charge it because they're not gonna they're not gonna stop making spider-man movies um yeah i mean they won't get the rights but as long as i get some type of credit and get something where like hey we created spider my, you know this this guy created Spider-Man. His family should be compensated for they that. Should for be, like, they should be freaking loaded. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Should, I don't want to see another like Bob Ross type thing happen. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that's. I wonder if like Busema and all those guys are. I wonder if their families are I hope pursuing so. that as well. I hope so. I hope all of them are. I mean, it is work for hire, but yeah, it is. But back then, they got royal. They did get royalties and stuff because, you know, and also it was a different medium back then. It was mm-hmm. expendable medium. You mm-hmm. know, it was throwaway. Mm-hmm. So nobody. There was no plans to do reprints. Where now it's like reprints and, and merchandise. Of the rep- the, and, you know, and was, I love the reprints because I can go get like classic issues and give to Max, and they're like a buck or two bucks. You know, those are awesome. Yeah. Um, Versus, you know, it'd be cool is if they actually printed on like newsprint, oh, like they used to. Yeah. See, so, you know those old like the yeah. those old pages. Oh man, there's nothing better than buying a vintage comic, in my opinion. It's That's one of my favorite things. I mean, I don't do it anymore just because it's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. I. Yeah. Uh, and it just takes up space. Like, where the hell am I going to put this stuff? That's how I always look yep. at it. Yep. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, you've probably sold more comics. I've sold at this quite point. A, quite a few. Yeah. It just. Yeah. A lot of it is just space, and then I'll say, I love something for a little while, and then I, and like a baby bird, man, I got to let it fly. So, <laughs> Yeah, if it comes back, it means it was uh, meant to be. That's right. Right? That's right. If you love something, you set it free. If it yeah. comes back, it was meant to be. Yeah. I'm not like a, I wouldn't consider myself like a flipper, necessarily. I don't buy comics just to turn around and flip them, but... Um, you know, if they're just collecting dust and not getting displayed sure. nice or anything like that, I'm I'm okay with letting them go. I have this thing where I get into zones. Like I probably get uh, the the misses likes to say that I have like I'll get into f- like almost like five or six modes per year. Mm-hmm. Where for those two months, I'm really into. Oh, I'm really back on the Captain America train for like two months. Yeah, I'm just into it. Like. Everything I'm thinking about by an Ashley Wood cap figure. Buy an Ashley Wood figure. Yeah, that's you know, find the artsiest thing I can get for the character. Really into it. And then the next month it's like back on Kaiju or back on Universal Monsters. Yeah. You know, just something odd or something dinosaurs, whatever. Yeah. I I would say it's probably something similar to that, right? You just you you get something that you're kind of into for a bit. You look into it, you you refresh kind of the old brain on, oh, how cool it was. And then yeah. you're like, oh, there's also a limitation on how much cool shit there is. And the stuff I like, I already have. Right. So then you... Right. I have... I have I like to say that I have a rotating collection. There you go. Oh, I like that. A yeah. rotating collection. Like, there you go. I, right here. Only here at the Intellectual Dark Web of The podcast. Intellectual Dark Web of comic book podcasting. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, because I don't, I don't necessarily like... Like, I've bought comics off of eBay before, but I don't like to. Um, yeah. I like, I like selling comics on eBay, but I don't like buying them on eBay. <laughs> yeah, because you like making all that money from a newbie yeah. collector. Yeah, but, you know, go, there's nothing like, you know, just going to a con and sifting through all those long boxes and... Yeah, finding some gems, you know. Yeah, last couple of cons we've done together, that's what you ended up doing. It mm-hmm. seemed like, and mm-hmm. you always ended up. Um, right now, I'm trying to. I've been looking at a lot of the um, old uh, John Buscema comics online. Oh, nice! And I forgot how badass of like he had some epic runs over on like Wolverine and yeah. uh, and like. Uh, the Avengers and X-Men and stuff like that. I just forgot how, I mean, I always knew he's always one of my favorite guys, but I just, I, you forget 
you know, when you don't refresh, you don't vi- sure. revisit it once in a while. Sure. And I, I don't have any of that stuff. You know, I don't have any of those comics really. I have a few of the old Wolverines, but that's about it. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, I don't know. Anyways, we got way off topic, man. We went down this like weird rabbit hole with like whatever vintage comics, uh, we Disneyland. Do. That's what we do. Right. No, so Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. So had, they had comics. They had a, they had a few, not a ton. Any. It was all new and all the like new release stuff. So actually shout out to, uh, you know, former guest of blue tiger podcast, uh, Terry Bloss. They had, uh, some reptile comics for sale. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty you know, cool. He was in our, our fine, our, our final episode before the revamp. Wasn't That's, he? He was, he was. Well, so they had, you uh, know, and they had like um, all of like the a lot of the newer Marvel and Star Wars uh, comics they had for sale. Um, so that was pretty cool. It was cool to see it. Um, I was hoping to find like you know like a Mandalorian helmet or some something cool like that. But honestly, the majority of the Star Wars stuff was all Grogu, which I get oh, it. Really? Oh yeah, I get it. He's I figured the probably the best merchandise is probably from like high end collectors yeah. like shops online and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, but it yeah. got me thinking. I bought that dark saber, and then I went down like a, a rabbit hole at like one thirty in the morning one night while I was in Disneyland. I was just on Etsy looking at like the three D printed Mandalorian co- cosplay costumes, and I was like, "Do I get this? Do I get this or not? I don't know." Uh, do you? Do you like having a family? Do you do you want to live in the streets? <laughs> It'd be cool if I had a Mandalorian costume, right? I could be a bounty hunter. <laughs> How ter- you know you're on the case and you just some the the bounty that you're chasing turns around and sees a friggin' Mandalorian. Yeah. Wow. Wow. They're terrified. And then Would I tell they? them, I go, I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. So. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, I- I think if some guy on the street was threatening me like that, I don't know if I could keep a straight face, man. <laughs> Neither could I, as a person yeah. doing it. It'd be like somebody trying to fight you, but then all of a sudden they pull out a Kamehameha from like Dragon Ball Z or something. You're like, what? 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 what, what you, and then they proceed you, to fuck you up with it, though, and then you're in trouble. No, but they wouldn't fuck you up because it's not real. It's a cartoon. True. There's nothing's going to come out of their hands. They'll I mean, do I, could, it I then, could hit somebody across the face with my dark saber. It would still hurt. That's like hard so, plastic. What, is that what that is made of? Hard plastic, the blade. The blade. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like oh, interesting. Yeah. And then I oh. started looking at lights. They have like lightsaber fighting academies that you can do. Um, oh my god. <laughs> oh my. I'm god. not gonna do it, but I was. It was. I just like watching the videos. The watching the videos are fun. I did see that there are some videos where people were comparing the Disney made the ones that like this dark saber that you yeah. bought versus these other outfits that do kind of something very similar. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they were always saying that like, Oh, the Disney one is very basic. It's just like what you see in the movie. But then these other ones have all these, like, uh, sure. They put on the varying effects and things like that. It made sure. it look really cool. But I was like, well, but that's I mean, I what I wanted. I want the official, one from you know right. what i mean that's what i want yeah yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. i'd probably want the same thing too um, if i was into that kind of stuff yeah and then we wow. were talking about because now i have two lightsabers and i've decided every time i go to disneyland i'm going to get a lightsaber but i'm going to buy like a gun rack and then put my lightsabers on them <laughs> you know what? i'll just say this it's a good thing you're already married it's true i've been <laughs> married for a long time too so it, it yeah. works out fine could you imagine if you're like a young single guy and you're like, hey, you want to see something cool? 
and then you like you take my pleasure room and you open it up yeah. and it's a gun rack of lightsabers <laughs> yeah and like the person you're on a date with is like oh oh what what is that and you tell them it's lightsabers from the movie franchise from a movie franchise called star wars and they're like yeah i, don't I mean really... in this day and age they would see it and know that it was a lightsaber so maybe maybe i mean even people who haven't seen star wars know what a lightsaber is that's true. Yeah. True. Dr. Wife even knows what lightsabers are. Yeah. And she is not a Star Wars fan. She's never seen it? I think she saw the original. Her and I watched the original in college because neither of us, she'd seen them all, I think, because her parents owned them. But I had never seen, I'd only seen them on like TBS, you know? Right. So I'd catch portions of it, but it'd be like, you know, commercial break. So everything was like edited to nicely fit within that time scope. And uh, so I hadn't seen just the first three movies from front to back. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. And so we rented them all and watched them. Nice. Yeah, they were cool. I mean, they were interesting. You know. <laughs> I'm, I've never gotten into Star Wars. I don't know what it is. I just can't get it's into right. it, man. I couldn't get into that or Star Trek. I don't know what it is. Hey, you know, different uh, different people like different things. That's what That's I... That's right. So like what... So, did they have at least any cool like Star Wars or Marvel exhibits? I saw you guys sent me a picture. You guys met our Iron Man, which looked cool. Yeah, they had they had like the characters walking around. Well, not really. They weren't really walking around. They were all because of COVID. They were all like behind, or they were either like you know behind a rope or they were up super high on a balcony or something. Oh, wow. So you couldn't uh, you you couldn't really interact with them. Um, but yeah. they did have lines for pictures for like Spider-Man and Cap and Iron Man and Captain Marvel. Um, mm. So Max got did you guys meet Cap. No, the line was too long. But we's the coolest. That's I, why I agree. Uh, but so we did Iron Man, and then uh, and then he walked over and chatted it up with uh, Captain Marvel. So. Oh yeah, did he get some digits? <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me if he did. Yeah, yeah. I guess I get. The, Tiger Cubs. I don't. No, I didn't really know this, but apparently, uh, the Prince of Beards is a real uh, go-getter when it comes to just like fraternizing with, um, yeah, other people. Uh, he's just all about like he is indeed. Well, he's he's into the ladies, right? I have no idea yet. I don't know yet. That's true. He's but well, anyways, he's just going up and getting numbers and hey, how's it going? What's up? Hey, mm-hmm. I got he wow. he is uh, he is my dad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was my dad, hundred wow. percent. My dad could charm anybody. Wow. Even like charmster. Late late stages in life, as uh, basically a quadriplegic with no legs, he could yeah. still he could still charm your socks off. He'd still roll on over there, like, yeah. hey, he how's would. it going? He would. <laughs> he would. Yeah. So that's cool. He, he Max definitely has that. I don't know if I I don't know if I told this on the podcast before, but uh, this was earlier in the summer. And uh, we, were, we were over at the park by the house. We had Luna with us. And uh, on the other side of the – Max was – he was – And if people don't know, Luna is a pug. Yeah, and she's adorable. Um, yeah, adorable. And uh, he was playing on the playground. Uh, the queen and I were sitting on a park bench with Luna. And uh, across the park, there was like a, a mom and a, and a daughter. And so yeah. – Max sees him, immediately runs, unprompted, runs to us, grabs Luna, runs over to them, and was like, 
chatting it up with him, showing him his dog. And you guys I, want to pet my my pug? And I was just like, "Are you seeing? Are you believing what you're seeing?" And 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 I've never been more proud in my life. Yeah, you guys are gonna have to have that talk about the birds and the bees early with yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> early, early. He's jumping the gun. He is. Yeah. Well, you texted me. You're like, "Oh yeah, we're at the hotel hanging out," and you're like, "One second. And I go, "What's going on?" And you're like. Uh, you revealed that the prince had uh, swam over and tried to chat it up with some girls that were quite a quite a few years older than him. Oh, he but he, he, he hung with them two for two nights at the pool. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So not, that means he was successful the first night because yeah. the second night they're like, oh, hey, yeah, they played prince the beards. whole. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Damn, he's smooth. He is smooth criminal. He is smooth criminal. That is true. Wow, I would have been terrified at that age. Like. Hey, hey. Yeah. Oh, oh, and then when they tried to talk to me, I'd be like, watch how long I can hold my breath and then not come up ever. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's he goes for it. Wow, that's awesome. I'm impressed. Yeah, I I'm was impressed. Uh, I was very impressed. But at this point, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah there he and is. Doing just his like, thing. I, that's such a, a rare trait because most kids get a little gun shy when it comes to meeting new people, no, you know, not him. Wow. Yeah, especially uh, the fact that you told me you're like, yeah, these girls are quite a few years older. Didn't give a shit. Just nope, rolled right none. on in. Like, it's like, what's up? Yeah, what's up? You don't have a pug. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you want to see my pug? What's up? What's up? Yeah. Well, she's not here, but I have her on my dad's phone that I took from him. Look, yeah. look at the pictures. Yeah. Old dorks are over there. Bought a lightsaber. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> no, man. He bought. He he built a droid. Which was pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You guys, the, you yeah, do the the droid building experience is pretty pretty awesome. Um, I'm surprised he didn't go for the what's the new one with BB-8. The, it's, yeah, he, he wanted BB-8, and and he said next time he's going to do BB-8, but he picked okay. R2, and then he's a lot. He's like me in the sense that he wants it to look because you could make it, you can customize it, different colors, whatever. He wanted movie movie. Quality. He's like, I want oh. it to look just like the movie. I'm like, all right, oh. he's here's the pieces that you need. Let's I do would it. have gone red, red and black all the way. Yeah, no. He, uh, dark, he... dark droid R2-D2. Yeah. That's cool, man. That I like to hear that they have like real interactive like they, things like that. Yeah, yep. And we didn't we didn't do the build a lightsaber, um, but I think in a couple years when we go back, I think we're going to go back in two years, and uh, we'll probably do that. That's cool. Do yeah. they still do the um, like Imperial Parade? I know my niece and nephew They weren't doing parades. They did not okay. do it this year, um, but they they do do it. Um, yeah, I think that was my a niece and nephew thing. got to do it, and then they got picked and they got to stand at the end, you know, like because they yeah. have like v- Vader and all the Siths and stuff come, and then like you have like the the kids they select get to have like a standoff with them. Yeah, we and, didn't see uh, Vader. Yeah. We saw uh, a lot of it was geared towards the sequel movies. Um, okay, so like we saw like the stormtroopers were all first order stormtroopers and. Uh, like we saw Chewie and Ray, uh, Kylo Ren, but we didn't see, you know, like Vader or anybody like that. Did they have the gold uh, stormtrooper from? Uh, or it was, I think they were gold. It was gold. It was played by the gal from Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, silver, Big, silver, silver. Do, yeah, no, did they Captain Phasma. No, we didn't see her. Oh, Doesn't mean she wasn't there. She's not there. That you know, we just didn't. We didn't see her. It's a big place. A lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, walking up to the full size Millennium Falcon, I'm yeah. I, I might have shed a tear or two. It's 
Right, it's not the real. I, I don't care. Problem. It was they can't amazing. like like let's get in and fire this bad boy. It was up. amazing. It was amazing to see it full size yeah. right there. It was really cool. And then like the rides that they had, um, the Star Wars based rides. Uh, yeah. So they do a smuggler's run where it's six of you in the Millennium Falcon cockpit, and so you've got two pilots, two gunners, two engineers, and you got to go steal some stuff. Um, oh wow. That one was a lot of fun, and then the Rise of the Resistance was just incredible. Like I don't know how they did it. Um, like one second you're wa- you walk in um, yeah. into a ship um, from out from outside, and then oh, oh wow, real professional, Bry. I know. What's well, it's, it's, it's my alarm for? Uh, we do. Uh, as as a way to get rid of all of the excess candy, and by get rid of, I mean I eat it. Uh, so so we have a we have a thing called the Good Witch, and so you trade in your candy, you give it to the Good yeah. Witch, and she brings you like a toy or a pre- or a gift or something like that. That's genius. And so the gift is in my car, and that was my alarm to uh, to go get it and swap it out with the candy. So. What? What's what's the gift? Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game for Xbox. Now is that more for you or for? Oh no, I have it for PlayStation. So, oh, okay. and he's seen me play it, and he's like all about it. So, oh, dude, that's quite the gift for a bag a satchel of candy. Well, let's we go big or go home in this house. So that's that's what I'm talking about. I'm a dude. What wait a sec? Why does the witch have to be good? What's wrong with an evil witch just going? <laughs> Take your candy. The, you'd have to ask the queen. The queen came up with the good witch. So I, that's a it's, it, parents out there. I know you're listening. Yeah. You, the good witch. I think that that's the move to do. If you say got, the good witch, you, know, you trade your candy to the good witch for a prize. And yeah, yeah. I'd be I'd be terrible though. I'd be like, well, you don't know what the prize is, and then it'd be like something from like the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> Like a lighter. Here's a tornado. Here, here's a little. Yeah. Here's a sweet lighter that looks like a small handgun. Here you go. Cool. Yeah. Cost me three dollars. Yeah. Doesn't work, by the way. No, nope, it needs fluid. Always needs lighter fluid. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's genius. Okay. All right. So we, again, enough with the yeah. Rabbit so holes. so rise of the resistance. Right. You you walk yeah. outside into a ship. The ship, you know, takes off or whatever, and then you get tractor beamed in or whatever by us by a star destroyer imperial star destroyer or first order star right. destroyer or whatever and then you would think there's two doors in there you would think they would open the opposite door that you came in so yeah. you're on the but they open the same door and you're in a star destroyer and i what? Have, and i have no idea how they pull it off because like you go in and it's just it's massive and there's yeah. You know, you, you're there's like big, big old ad at Imperial walkers like from Empire Strikes Back and you're driving underneath those and it's wild. Yeah, that's but it was uh, a ton of fun. It was a ton that's of fun. cool, man. Yeah, that's really cool. The technology um, that they're using these days for these rides are just amazing. Oh, I bet. I haven't been honestly. I haven't been to one of the like a theme park like that probably since mid 90s. Yeah, like 94. 95 I want to say it's probably last time I went to like Disneyland. Yeah. And they still have they still have yeah. the staples, you know. They still have Splash Mountain and uh Space Mountain, which Space Mountain is still probably one of my favorite rides. It's great. 
Um, do they have still have like the Swiss? Was it Swiss Family Robinson Island and all that kind of stuff? It's now Tom Sawyer Island. Or um, that's what I meant. Tom Sawyer. Yeah, Island. Tom Sawyer yeah. Island is still there. Yep. Okay. They don't. Do they have the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse that used to be across? So like, now it, it's uh, the tar- Tarzan Treehouse from like the '90s animated Tarzan movie, but it was closed for repairs. Who d- yeah, who did the soundtrack to that? Probably the greatest art- living artist today. I didn't know Toto did the soundtrack for. That. No, no, it wasn't Toto. Oh, those one-hit wonders. No, it's Phil no. Collins, man. Whoa. Come on. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> one-hit wonders. We're gonna have to take a break, folks. We got to take a break. One second. We got to work this out. Check one two. And we're back. We're back after a Son of heated, a heated tiger fight. Yeah, heated the claws were out. Fight. The claws were out. Out. Yeah. Fur was flying. Mm-hmm. But it's all right. It's all right. We've just come to a stalemate. That's right. They're both. They're both legends. <laughs> they're both legends in their own right. Who, but anyways, what? Who does the soundtrack though? To Tarzan? Yeah. Phil Collins, man. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. He's a That's legend. why I said it. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, I will say this: I was driving the other day, and I've been—I'm really on this big like '80s, you know, Genesis, and but any, hell yeah, right? But Toto came on, and I immediately was like, "Big Brides in Disneyland right now." Yep. What song? Oh, the only song they ever pl- they ever play of Toto's. What Africa? Yeah. Ugh. I do love that song, but I, it's like I, I have to search for other songs of theirs. That's wild. Yeah, I I always whenever that song comes up in my playlist, I always change it. Oh really? I don't listen to it anymore. Now I've heard it too many times. Oh, classics never get old with me, man. Yeah, yeah. There's just they have so many better songs. And yeah. I don't know if you I don't know if you know this. Let's do a little hmm. Toto fun fact because we're just. All over the fucking place tonight. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. It's Halloween, man. Yeah. Crazy. So I think I don't know if it's still the number one album of all time, but Toto. Uh, no, no. Just uh, but the the band the 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 studio band that played Thriller, Michael Jackson's Thriller, was yeah. t- was Toto. They were the studio band who played who played, and a couple of the songs off that album are Toto songs. Oh really? Yep. Like they wrote the songs for Michael Jackson, or they wrote the songs, but he bought them. So, uh, "Human Nature," Toto song. Yeah, uh, that's, I didn't realize that. "Baby Be Mine," Toto song. Yep. Oh man, that's gotta suck when you're like you're doing all this hard work, and then some dude comes in and just is like, "Oh yeah, cool, that's a great song," and then does it, and that's everybody thinks he's the one who did the song. Yeah. Thanks. Hmm, it's a bummer, man. I mean, that's just the music business. Most a lot of the artists don't write their own songs yeah anyway. it's also just michael jackson too i mean he could yeah, do anybody's I mean, song and that's what all anybody's gonna remember too true, you know true yeah that's so, interesting where were it's we? all right it's how my favorite my favorite ozzy osbourne songs were written by uh lemmy Kilmeister. so oh nice nice yeah um yeah it's halloween halloween so we do have a book we have to get to that we do. uh t- that TKO sent to us, we but do. Uh, I think first let's let's do our uh, let's let's do our Halloween movies. Okay, yeah. 
uh, I told you, I was like, hey, one of the things I want to do is like one of the big things that I think a lot of folks do is, you know, like Halloween weekend, you watch Halloween movies, just, sure. you know, scary movies, whatever. Sure. I'm a big monster movie guy. You know me. Like, yeah. for some reason, the, the horror suspense, oh, no, he's a killer, doesn't really bother me. Um, well, for, you can't go wrong with Hocus Pocus either. It's classic. That's true. It is a good. That is a good flick. Yeah. The only movie where I ever found Sarah Jessica Parker attractive. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's true. You know they're filming part two, right? Okay, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. Oh, that could be good. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you go first because I can't remember the name of one of the films that uh, I got to look it up really quick. Okay. So we all know. I said this earlier. I'm not a big horror guy. Um, never been much of one. Normally, Halloween time, I watch what you know. I, I watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because that's just what I watch any time of the year. But this year, this year, I said, you know what? I'm gonna watch some. Uh, I, w- I want to check out a horror movie. So I watched uh, the two It movies, the remake and then the sequel. Oh, okay. And I actually really liked them i really i really enjoyed them they did well it didn't it didn't give me that like your your classic horror movie feel like honestly because of the kids and maybe it's because one of the kids in the movie is from stranger things but that whole movie those movies give me more of a stranger things vibe than like a horror vibe i guess if that makes sense you know you got a group of kids going on a you know going on adventure trying to figure out trying to solve something and kill a murdering clown um yeah so, i mean so did you enjoy the films at least i did i liked i the only thing i wish i wish i would have liked to see um and maybe maybe it's something that they're gonna do i would like to see a prequel of like pennywise when he first gets to that town and how he becomes the monster i think that would be super interesting right because yeah. that was uh, my my favorite part of both of those movies was like the mythology, the mythology behind it and like how he's been there for, you know, three, four hundred years or however long he's been there. And he came there as a clown and, you know, they don't yeah. really they don't really get into why uh, he turned in or why or how he became the monster that he is. Um, uh, Stephen King never wrote anything. Any backstory prob- like he probably or anything? I've never read the books. So. Oh, OK. Yeah. I, I should ask the uh, he's probably not listening, but old friend of mine old wrestling buddy the trail boss uh i should ask him he's he's he used to read all of stephen king's books he's one of those like voracious readers kind of like dr wife over here yeah it actually got me interested enough i might pick that book up and read it yeah why Um, not stephen king's got a great voice his stuff is pretty smooth i haven't read any of his any of his books in a while but i mean like dude's fucking one of the best for a reason yeah yeah, so, so I think I might check that book out and uh, and and give it a read. Go to the library, pick it up. Yeah, uh, well, I've got three movies. Okay, hit hit me. Okay, so the first one was that Chuck Norris movie. Uh, this was a movie that I finally like fa- figured out what the name was uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was a movie that I watched with my dad when I was a kid. It was one of like our favorite like Chuck Norris films, or just yeah. anyways. It's called Silent Rage. And Chuck Norris plays like a sheriff, like he always does, right? Always. And it came. Always. This came out in 1982, right? And it opens up with like this maniac 
He's this guy loses he just loses it and he starts killing people, right? Just yeah. he like doesn't get his meds in time and uh, he just has like a like a breakdown, just starts killing people. So Chuck Norris kills him. And then the body doesn't go to the morgue. The body gets basically like reappropriated to like this medical facility that's in the town that people don't really know much about. You know, like it's just like a like one of these like a private institution. Yeah. And they're yeah. doing some experimental stuff with like basically they give this maniac uh they want to see if they can like they're trying to be create like the perfect weapon, right? Like a, a soldier that, sure. that that heals like has a healing factor like Wolverine and you know, just like is like the perfect human being, right? Like he just is super strong, you know, just unstoppable. Anyways, they use this maniac's body because he's like he's a big guy, but he's fit, right? Like they're like he's got the perfect like this athletic build that we've been looking for, and he's like a fr- he's like the only time they can get a body that's like not actually dead yet. Like the guy's going to die, but he's not. So they're like he's a perfect candidate. So they steal the body and they do all this experimentation on him, and they basically turn him into this like unstoppable like. Yeah. It doesn't you know. work out well for them. Yeah. No, he escapes because he's still a maniac, and because of the experiments they've. It messes with his brain that much more, so he does. He likes. He's now just like this, this killing machine with a healing factor and altered strength. Mm-hmm. So, and he just goes around. But he remembers a few people, so he goes around and is basically going after the people that like he feel like he can vaguely remember wronged him. So, like the right. people that are doing the experiments on him, Chuck Norris and his crew, and so it ends up with like Chuck Norris having to like kill him, and he ends up. I don't know. You can watch it on Tubi. I highly recommend it. It's you know, it's definitely like a late night trash action horror film. But uh, I mean, it's Chuck Norris see- in the eighties. I mean, you can't really go wrong, right? And, and it was different. You know, Chuck Norris normally either played like just a sheriff busting up bikers, or he was like a Vietnam a veteran. Sol- yeah, yeah, a Vietnam guy. And this wasn't that. It's the only time. It's like one of the few movies where he did where they like changed it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of suspenseful, and they do some like kind of it's basically like Chuck Norris versus Michael Myers. Okay, That's like the sales pitch for it. And so yeah, it, I would say it's definitely worth a watch, and it's free. Like Tubi is just a free movie yeah. app. It's yeah. mostly old films, and you know me, I'm all about that stuff. I love the old stuff. Right. And, uh, so I watched that, and then um, the big one that we saved until this weekend was we watched A Werewolf Within. Which you telling me, you've been telling me about this movie. It's a great, like, whodunit kind of like clue, but in like a small town where they all get trapped in this like big old lodge and there's something killing people and they're like, it might be an animal. And it's very, very funny. Um, and, uh, and it's st- like the main character is this guy who gets brought in as a ranger, mm-hmm. but he's just. You know, he's just super positive and he likes to help people that do nice things where everybody in this town is like kind of horrible, right? Yeah. And so he's like the the nice guy. And uh, I'm not going to spoil it because it just came out. Like, well, it came out last year, but it's not streaming anywhere. You have to rent it. So if people are paying money. I don't want to give like a spoiler sure. for the film. But anyways, there's something killing people and they start to figure it out as they're finding the bodies and finding like, oh, wow, this was done by an animal. Oh, wow. Um, and so they start thinking that it's a werewolf, and uh, now, then it becomes more of like, 
who in the house is the werewolf? And so you get that whole thing where you have like, you have the environmentalists, you have the like guy, the oil guy who's come to town, who's trying to buy up everybody's property. You know, then you got like the meth head, like mechanic and they're all pointing fingers at everybody. Nobody can be trusted. And it just kind of escalates from there to the point where like you even start questioning, is there actually a werewolf or is it just one of them trying to get the like, Right. The one, is it the oil guy trying to force everybody out by scaring them Scooby Doo style to get you know just get them to leave so he can buy their land for cheap? Is it the crazy religious nut job? You know it's it's really really good. I would okay. say it's I don't know how it's flying under the radar like it is, but the cat it's one of those where like you'll recognize all the actors, but none of them are big like a listers. Sure, like the biggest name in it is probably. Uh, the gal from the AT&T commercials, she stars in it as, oh, like, okay. yeah. And she's great. Like, it's one of those where you just see her from, like, you recognize from commercials, right? right. Where she just has a few, like a line or two and then kind of smiles. I'm pulling and this like, up uh-huh. right now. I'm going to rent it. Yeah. It's based off of like an old, like PlayStation two game or something that the game gets terrible reviews and has nothing like, I think werewolves it's the- within there it is. Yeah, the whole concept of the video game, I think, was just trying to figure out who is the werewolf. But the video game is, looks like it sucks. It might be the only time there was a good... Um, good, ad- good adaptation. <laughs> yeah, where the adaptation's actually better than the video game. Like, sure. It's very, very... Yeah, I was surprised. Um, and normally, like, we're very picky. You know, we got to pick our shots, especially with the doctor wife for the films. You know, um, and so... Uh, I'm glad I sat on it for a while, and then till we rented it and watched it, and it was fantastic. It was there we go. So- I just I just rented it right now on Prime, so I'll watch it in here in the next couple of days. Yeah, you got to get uh, get the the queen to watch it with you. I think she'll enjoy it. It's it's funny, but it's also like suspenseful and like yeah. a, a good way. Yeah, it has so- werewolves in the title, so she probably won't watch it with me, but. See if you can work on her for it. It's more of like a mystery. It's like a mystery comedy with all these crazy characters where you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It'll have you. Let's see what I can do. Yeah. I I highly recommend it. It's not like some of the other movies I recommend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Put it this way. Dr. Wife enjoyed it thoroughly. Okay. So, and she hates all the things I watch. That's true. That's true. She does. She does. does. Um, And then my last was just because I'm trying to stay in that mindset of Operation Blue. One of the big uh, influences. That's right. Was the movie. uh, uh, What's it called? Fuck. (laughs) Fucking on. The giant mutated bear. What's that movie called? I've never seen it, so I don't know. Ah, God, I got to look it up again. What is it called? Wow. Y'all listening to this? Cubs. The prophecy. The prophecy. Prof- that's what it is. The prophecy, which came out, I believe, in '79. Yeah. Maybe 1980, somewhere around there. And I, that was one of the first movies I saw as a kid. And I remember we lived in the woods, so giant mutated bear killing people has one of the greatest death scenes in movie monster history. Yeah. It. You've seen it, right? The sleeping bag. You showed me that. Somebody's yeah, trying I've seen to like scene, hop yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah, and then it just explodes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyways, that was. Uh, I think that movie has quietly been the motivator for not only Operation Blue, but also like South Park's Man Bear Pig. It looks totally. Man Bear Pig looks totally very yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
to the bear in Prophecy. But anyways, I highly recommend Prophecy. It's basically like has this kind of environmental tone, but it takes place in the Northwest, and a paper company's dumping some chemicals into the waterway, and it's causing things to mutate and things like that. And you basically get a giant killer mutated bear that's fucking everything up. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Very Operation Blue style. That's right. That's right. Can't so take wait. that movie. So if you were to take that movie and then have the crew from the A team come yep. and hunt it down or there. try to hunt it down, that or is hunt it down. Say. You got to read the book if you want to find out what happens. So that's true. Uh, I would say that would be the elevator pitch for Operation Blue if it was like 1985, <laughs> which is which, you know, we haven't left 1985 on this podcast yet and we never will. No. So no. take that for what you will. No. But yeah, those are those are my three recommendations: two oldies and a new one. Okay. The oldies got some camp and fun and monsters, and uh, well, kind of monsters, maniac murderer, and then the second, you know, monster for prophecy, and then just a good old fashioned fun comedy horror flick, Werewolves Within. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it. good, man. Like it's good. Um, you got anything else you guys have watched? It, no you could recommend for the tiger cubs to check out not really um i'm just playing a new video game but it's not necessarily horror it's not a horror game but i'm playing the new guardians of the galaxy game on my ps5 which is a lot of fun that that's not very halloweeny well i mean people dress up as the guardians of the galaxy for halloween i think i had when a couple you were, star lords okay you know i can i be honest most of the kids that we had trick or treating weren't even dressed up. We had, well, I had quite a few. All of like the the younger kids were dressed up, and then we had uh, most of the teenagers weren't. We, I had one teenager who just had a backpack and just walking yeah. around with a backpack, and I was like, "Yeah, man, here you go." Like I watched the kids from across the street just run over to our house because they knew I was giving out king size candy bars. Yeah. And then I watched them walk back, tell their buddies and their buddies walked over here and then they just went inside and played video games. Hey, you're know, oh, like, there's worse oh. things you could be doing on Halloween. Hey, so. it's raining here. I don't, I don't blame them. No. Uh, yeah. You know, what was the most disturbing thing though? Like, you know, Nikita, yeah. giant wolf beasts, you know, famous in the neighborhood for her beauty and, wolfish appearance and very lovable i love that dog normally very lovable this halloween we had a couple issues we Uh had a couple problems yeah uh we had a kid dressed up as a giant taco and nikita lost her fucking shit she She was hungry the werewolf within came out she was hungry she wanted a taco oh yeah, it was crazy. She's never done that. And the kids were just standing there like, uh, and she's uh, just freaking out. And then uh, at the end of the night, she calmed down, was good with all the trick-or-treaters. And then a fucking Harry Potter came up to the door. And again, she lost her shit. So tacos and Harry Potter. That's all right. All right, Cubs. So no if you zone. trick-or-treat at Tad's house, uh, yeah. don't dress up as a taco or Harry Potter or you will get eaten alive by a 120 pound dog wolf yeah wolf yeah yeah well i mean luna just barks every time the doorbell rings so loses her fucking mind so you know there's that so we get used to it yeah but her noises are cute Uh, (laughs) sometimes it's kind of piercing (laughs) (laughs) 
it's all right. She's well, in bed right now, so it's fine. I love that she has like bedtime. I love that she goes to bed with with uh, the prince. We say, Luna, go to bed, yeah. and he, she's got a little dog bed on his bed. That's awesome. Yeah, That's so cool. Yeah. Well, should we get into this uh, this book that TKO so graciously sent us to review? Yeah, thanks, TKO. That's right, just in time for Halloween. Right, and and you know, to be honest. You don't necessarily. You can read this anytime. You can read this book anytime. I think it's not just Halloween, but that's true. That's yeah. true. But it it came out this it came out I believe this month. It did digitally, yeah. and I know it'll come out in physical print here later. I think in November. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. the same with Grave and I. Grave and I came out Grave digitally. And I just dropped. Yeah, just dropped digitally, and then. Here in the next few weeks, it'll be out in physical oh, copies I, as well. I thought it the physical copies came out last week, no? No, that was the digital. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize they're releasing digital before they're releasing physical now. I thought it was the other way around. You drop the physical, then drop the digital. Maybe huh. it's a TKO thing. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Either I way. Mean, it's Regardless, we Grave got and to I, read it way in advance. Gra- so. Grave and I was a great read, and I would recommend anybody picking that up. As soon as it hits physical physical copy, I'm going to go pick it up to put it on my shelf. So, I mean, I don't think you'll have to go pick it up. I think we're getting the copy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. If you're, if you're listening, TKO, uh, what's up? I, th- I think... As far as I know, I think uh, I think I cleared things. I think we're getting a free, uh, a free copy. There we go, my guys and gals and folks, my people, my people, <laughs> my peeps over at TKO. Yeah, love you uh, guys. Okay, so Tales of Terror basically it's a, a horror anthology. Yep, um, it's a collection of short uh, short stories, and it's got all kinds of writers and artists. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to run down the list just because there's just too many. I'm going to be honest, there's too many names to even try and. Uh, yeah, and I think the thing that makes this anthology great, and I think, you know, I think it's just the appeal of anthologies in general, um, is that whatever type of like horror or suspense or thriller that you're into, um, there's going to be something for you in this, in this book, whether it's like te- technology horror or. You know, going back in time for uh, like a period piece of uh, World War One or whatever right. it might be, um, there, there's going to be something for you in it. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I mean, it, that's the one thing that's so great about, like you said, anthologies. It seems like even though it's all in the the, the horror genre, there the horror is coming from kind of different subgenres, like you said, like historical or time travel. Or like, there's a sci-fi horror. Uh, that's the very first one, Seeds yeah. of Eden. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was. Uh, I like that one. That one was. Yeah, that, that one was neat. Yeah, that that one was really cool. I liked the art on that. It was it yeah. uh, Paul Aceta? Uh, I think I think that's how you say his last name. Paul Aceta did the art for that. I really liked that. Kind of remind me. It had kind of had like a 2001 Space Odyssey mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it, um, which was really cool. Um, I think my favorite, though, and I'm—I don't know what yours was, but my favorite was definitely Night Train. I just felt, from a story standpoint, I very much had that kind of like Twilight Zone vibe because yes. it's being narrated in this way by the main character, and then at the end, it all of the actions and all of the mystery kind of comes to fruition to like 
okay, now it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it kind of goes full circle. Like this event happens when the main character was a child, a kid, and he's, he's like kind of hearkening back to it and questioning all these things. And then just when he thought that his life couldn't, like, like he'd, He'd gotten away from what had happened. Because yep. I don't want to spoil it, right? No, the book no. Technically come out. So he gets away from this traumatic event that happened when he was very young. And then he finally finds, like, gets a grip of normalcy in his life, right? And he's moved on. He's got his own family now, you know? And then the same thing happens. Right. And he's presented with the very same decision that he was presented with as a kid. And it's like, do you make that call or you know do right. you go against it i and would i would have to agree that night train was my that favorite was your, yeah that yeah was and favorite. that's uh written by steve fox the art was uh lisandro uh Esserin. i hope i'm pronouncing that right color artist patricio del pesce and then lettered by steve wands yeah that was um it really just i mean all the stories were great but for some reason that was the one that i like i said like that sticks out yeah, and I think it's just because it had that Twilight Zone vibe where I think all the other stories, they all kind of reminded me of certain things. Like there was uh, there was the uh, the walk kind of reminded me of like the abyss. It had this like abyss yeah. vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of – that was really cool. You really felt claustrophobic in like the darkness and it's underwater, you know, at the bottom of the sea, um, you know. And then uh, – but yeah, no, it was really interesting. I don't uh, read a ton of uh, – I don't read a ton of anthologies, and I sure. think it's just because there's not a ton of anthologies that come out. And it really made me realize, like, I like anthologies when I can get my hands on them. Same, yeah. You know, just because, like you said, there's this variety. It's like a, uh, you know, where if you buy a graphic novel and you drop some serious change for it, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if I think the story's going to go in one direction, or I think it's going to be one type of book, and I buy it for that reason, and then it's not, it's always kind of like, uh, okay. Maybe this wasn't quite what I wanted to sink my teeth into. And you know me, I'm old school. I like yeah. buying the physical copy, yep. especially if it's something I think I'm going to really enjoy. So if it's something that I don't like really get into, it's really difficult to, what do I do with this? Do yeah. I take it to the bookshop, trade it in, try and sell it? What do I do? Um, but with anthologies, it's nice because like, even if there is a story in there, they're like, yeah, it's okay. It's not for me. Yeah, there's like you said, there's a story where like like Night Train or The Walk or Seeds of Eden where you're like, oh yeah, that that was cool, yeah. that was really cool. And um, another one that I that that kind of stuck out to me too was uh, the Father of All Things, the uh, World War One story with uh, with Baldemir Rivas. Yeah, as the, as the artist. artist. Yeah, written by Sebastian Gurner and Steve Wands did the letters again. But uh, you know, because it was horror, but it was it was also kind of based in like. Uh, the cost of war and like where you where somebody needs to go to to like yeah and i like the fact that it was like a world i think it was world war one world wasn't war one yep yeah which you don't we you don't, don't get a lot. a lot of that stuff yeah it's mostly always world war ii because people love the whole like uh, you know like the nazis are a great villain you know yeah. what i mean because they're so there's so they're, much mythology about behind them and they're, they're so huge advanced. pieces of shit yeah yeah they're huge pieces of shit uh it's like uh a, a, a teacher of mine at the Kiebert School used to say, "Is like, well, do you want to do a lot of like gore and killing, but not have uh, you know companies or publishers like say, hey, we, you can't do this because you know it's there's a lot of gore." He's like, "If you want to kill a lot of folks, uh, aliens and Nazis, you can just kill to your heart's content. People don't care." 
People, yep, kill the aliens, kill the Nazis, kill there them all. Is. There uh, it is. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, uh, Baldemir Rivas, uh, he was the cover artist, actually, for uh, Bubba Hotep when I worked on that. Really good dude. Oh, nice. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to tag him when we post this. Pa- uh, Pat, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Rivas. Absolutely. Whatever he's working. I don't know what he's working on right now. We should. Uh, I should reach out to him. Yeah. And Sebastian. Sebastian's actually um, the, one of the head honchos over there at TKO. He's one of the big, uh, he's oh, editor in chief. Nice. Yeah, really good dude. Just had a kid. So shout out to uh, old Sebastian for that. Congratulations. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, this is really cool. Um, I, I, I would definitely, um, again, I would, I, would, uh, I would recommend picking it up, you know, if you're just a fan of the genre of horror and then having those different types of stories in there. Um, Cause yeah, that's the great thing about an anthology. Yeah. And you know, horror is an interesting thing too, cause I think it's really hard to pull it off in comics because it's hard to build the same kind of suspense you get in a movie. Right. Right. So I, I think sometimes people think that like, Oh, I, I'm going to turn the page and it's going to scare the shit out of me. And it's like, no, no, it's more of like, I think a lot of times these stories convey the horror of it's, it's almost like a different type of horror. It's not the kind that's going to make you jump out of the seat. Right. It, it's the type of horror where you're like, Oh my God, that's so fucked up. What's happening? Right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, I, the big part of horror movies, a big piece of horror movies being the way that they are is, is the score, you know, too. And you don't score, you, know, you don't building get the suspense. Yeah. yeah. You don't get that in a comic. I mean, you can try and set it up the same way, but it's again, sure. yeah, it's it's just it's contextualized in a different way. You have to have it more than like the the overall events are horrific. Where if you were in that situation, you'd you know you'd be mentally just like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> right. That's why. That's yeah. What, uh, yeah, and that's where I think they did really well with uh, with this anthology. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be curious to see if they end up doing anything that later down the road with any of these shorts because I really felt like some of them could really be expanded upon, like in larger vehicles. You know, whether I know TKO does a lot of like film type of stuff, so yeah, or at least is working towards that. So I, it'd be I interesting. Would have, I would like to see like like a, the backstory um, of Seeds of Eden and you know how that technology. Uh, came into place i would love to see that or like you know and what happens afterwards yeah because like if people don't know like seeds of eden it's like this basically this ast- i guess you could say astronaut is going into the space station to like do a ch- like a, a check report and the space station is set up to be like this utopic uh environment where run like, by an ai yeah, ran by an ai very much like 2001 space odyssey but they're like they have this like why it's called Eden is they're growing like the first ever like intergalactic or interspace like greenhouse essentially, right. yeah. And so everything's closely monitored, all about you know hydration and yeah, you know the minerals in the soil and all that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's very interesting. It's a very interesting concept. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see um, see if if they end up developing any of those further. I mean, I probably so. won't. Yeah, but it'd be cool if they it'd be cool if they they do. Um, yeah, I I was lucky enough. The first few projects I worked on, um, and I'd say any young creators out there, if you want to cut your tooth, and you want to get like you know, because the big thing is like 
a lot of companies won't take you seriously until you're published, right? right. You've got to get published right. on something. And anthologies is usually a really great place to get published just because it's they're usually looking for bodies to fill to fill story holes, you know, whether it's art or lettering or coloring or writing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think like the first three projects I worked on that were professional and published, like in books, right? You can go and get them on, you know, Barnes and Noble right now were in anthologies. Um, and uh, it was really, really kind of cool. Like, um, I, I mean, I'm someone who's doing a pizza themed anthology so I can get my pizza guy stories in there. Your pizza guy? Yeah. I'm sure there's something. <laughs> Have you written anything up for that? Um, I'm in the process of, of adapting the first two films into a comic script, and then I've got ideas. I wanted the whole thing to be an anthology, right, of each each one as yeah. a different genre. Um, so. so how much can I put you on the spot then here? Put me on the spot. Let's do it. Okay, so what's what's the production plan then? Because, like... To finance a, an anthology like Oof. of that size would cost you thousands, a considerable yeah. yes, considerable amount. Even if you did it like, you know, usually because anthologies are usually like the lower end route financially. That's why a lot of times that's why they get put together because it is younger talent. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't know if Tales for Terror is that. It seems like most of these people no, are pretty, are pretty pretty well established. Like yeah. I recognize almost all these names. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, so, for, but for you, I don't have a plan. I'm just kind of zero plan. Yeah. I was gonna say, so like, why write it in comic form? Why not write it like you know? You know what the cheapest route would be is to write them as a collection of short stories and yeah. then just publish it yourself. Yeah, I might do that too. Um, yeah, we'll see. It, it just uh, it just because if you did write it as like a sh- as like shorts, you yeah. could submit it. There are places that are always looking. There are still like online magazines and stuff like that where you could write it as like a small script and submit it, and they might find an artist to pair you up with or something. I mean, that would be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just have to write it and send it. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm gonna hold you to it. Okay. I'm gonna keep bugging you about it. Do it for right now. As Halloween is my witness. Halloween pump- is your witness. There we go. The great pumpkin as my witness. I'm gonna hold you to it. Okay. Right. So you already said your your writing role is for now is done on Operation. I know Blue. I do well. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'll still be hitting you up for some little extra things here and there. Yeah, a little extra things here and there, and then plotting out the. Hopefully we hopefully we do more volumes. So plotting out more volumes of that, and then yeah. I th- I yeah. Not to change it to talk about us, but I could see it. I could honestly see it. Um, get us having the opportunity to do more. Yep. I've got I've got ideas for two more chapters at least. So Well, I I, did, I thought we worked out the next volume, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Over the phone. Over at the phone. Like some weird like 2 a.m. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz we were both awake and I was like I, I got this idea. I got to I got this idea. Yeah. 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 The UFO, man. UFOs. UFOs, that's where it's at. And that's what Hey, think about it. That's what's going on right now. There's mm-hmm. some crazy UFO shit. The government said UFOs are real. It's always the government, man. It's always the government. Mm-hmm. Always. 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 Anyways, back to Tales of Terror. Uh, yeah, so this you said this goes on shelves here pretty soon, right? Yeah, let me... I can tell you the exact date it goes on shelves here. 
let's see. I really, I'm with you. I really enjoyed the art. I think uh, my in Seeds of Eden, like mm-hmm. that one was probably my favorite art-wise. Just the the way the colors and stuff work with the the art style, and the art style has this kind of like vintage, like '60s throwback. Yeah, I I really thought it felt, especially with like it 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 really completed the story. Like it really had this like great kind of old school feel. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So you can, you can pre-order it right now on uh, okay. TKO presents on their website, TKO presents.com. Uh, both uh, tales of terror and grave and I, they hit physical copies on November 15th. So here in the next couple weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it comes out what that'd be a Tuesday. Yep. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll put like some preview images and stuff in the notes Definitely. for whoever's listening to this, so they can uh, check it out over at Substack. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'd be cur- I'm curious to see what else TKO is working on these I days. Know. I'm always. I've got about. I think I've got like three or four TKO books on my shelf. You know. Um, I think I've only I only own one of the I've read a few other books, but I only own one, and that's the uh, Steve Epstein book. Uh, yeah. What was it called? Was it called Mother? Yeah, yeah. The the Russian sniper. Oh no, book. that's oh. called uh, Sarah, I believe. Sarah, Sarah. I don't know why I that's... called it Mother. Yeah, Sarah. Yeah, and that that book was. Uh, I mean, I've been a fan of Epstein's for a long time. Oh, I mean, yeah. like his. Yeah, I mean, you pair him with Ed Brubaker, and he's an unstoppable force, right. uh, in my opinion. I mean, those two guys together, put them on anything. I would love to see them back on Captain America, if I'm being honest. Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, him and it's Steve Epting and Garth Ennis do Sarah with uh, oh. Elizabeth uh, uh, Breitweiser, if I'm saying Doesn't uh, Garth Ennis, he writes a lot of like Punisher and stuff, right? Yeah, he Punisher, The Boys, yep. Okay. Preacher, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a super, and especially he's. I don't know if he's got like a researcher or something, but he is so technical when it comes to doing like military research, like military history standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why, like his, what I think he wrote Fury was so good, and then some of his Punisher stuff, like um, yeah, was a Punisher platoon was fucking yeah. amazing. Oh, that was so good, um, and also it was re- illustrated by Goran Parlov, who is, I mean. <laughs> fucking yeah. force of nature yeah yeah which uh he clapped at me a little bit online he did he did yeah, yeah. I remember that. that was awesome yeah was it it was i, mean, I loved it ah oh, man i said yeah i loved that he was like because i said oh man i loved your run on you know tex um and it was one it's one of my favorite books i i, I love it you know and it was so good. Like at the time, you couldn't even get it in English, so I bought the French. You can only get it in French. Oh wow! So I bought it in French just because I wanted to look at it for the art, you know. And um, I said, you know, he posted some pages from it, and I said, oh man, I loved your run on text. It's like one of the best, you know. It's like basically him and Kubert are my favorite text runs. Yeah. And he <laughs> he, he was like, I wouldn't back. call it a run, but thanks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just I read that as like, oh man, I I bet that was so heavy and sarcasm. Just like mm, so it wasn't really a run. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Like, I nice wrote job. something. Back. Like, oh, I, I I tweeted back at him the. You just put like uh, touche or something like yeah, that. Yeah, touche. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got me. I, I yep. Know. Yep. So, all right. Well, what do you say we uh, we bring it home? 
yeah, uh, really, that was our book to read this, uh, yeah. this week. And uh, we covered Operation Blue. We did. And covered your Disney adventure. We your did. Grand Disney adventure. We, cover, we covered the experiment that is Halloween. Um, yeah. Okay. I think it's... All right, Tiger Cubs. Well, you all know the drill. Uh, BlueTigerRevenge.substack.com. Uh, that is the home of Blue Tiger Revenge. That's the home of Operation Blue, which uh, is releasing a new page every Friday. So make sure you go and uh, sign up, subscribe, so that way it just comes directly to your inbox. You're going to know every time it hits, anytime a new episode, anything that we post on their hits, it's going to go directly into your inbox uh it's a great way to stay connected with us and uh if you want to connect with us in a more personal way you want to send us a message whatever that might be uh blue tiger revenge at substack.com is our email address and uh we'd love to hear what you all are got going on what you think of operation blue uh whatever it might be you want us to check out a comic um anything man just uh hit us up hit us up we love uh, we love getting those messages and then uh, f- finally, we want to thank TKO for Tales of Terror for hooking us up with that to uh, to be able to send that out to all of you all, and uh, we can share the love of that. We're uh, we're big fans of TKO, so um, you know we we appreciate the opportunity that you got that you all gave us to uh, review review the book for uh, for the Tire Cubs out there, and uh, you know that goes for anybody who's listening. If you've got a book. Your publisher or whoever you got a book coming out, you want us to check it out, do a review of it. Uh, hit us up. Hit us yeah. up. We'll love to. We can talk about it and see. Uh, you know, I do really quick. Just want to say sorry that we couldn't go too in depth on the details of any it, of the story. Yeah, it's like it hasn't even dropped yet, and I, I just, I, I really, I think you and I, I can speak for both of us, is that it's just not really fair yeah. to the listener. Yeah. If, if we go, like, we spoil stuff all the time, but. We kind of give heads up, and this hasn't even dropped yet, you know. And it's always the stuff we do spoil has been out for like weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, so I don't want to spoil it, but you know, it's safe to say that we enjoyed it, and um, we want all of you all to uh, to enjoy it fresh, you know, without having to hear spoilers from us. But uh, that's right. No spoiled milk. That's right. Only the freshest. We only frothiest, frothy, fresh tiger milk here in the uh, right from the tea. Yeah, okay. That's all I have. Uh, <laughs> you have anything else? My teats are just chapped, <laughs> raw, and this milk has just gone s- sour. All right. Well, if that's the case, what time is it? Hit the music. Hit the music.